Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 78, and I'm drinking Crystal Head Vodka. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. Why did I choose to feature Crystal Head Vodka for this episode? Well, I've got to get my act together, and this should have been a Halloween episode. The bottle is shaped like a crystal skull. But just like the last episode with Liquor 43 having been episode 77 rather than 43, as would have been natural, I can't seem to get my numerology or holiday alignment just right. Never mind though, Crystal Head Vodka has a good story and it's worth sharing with you. Plus, I honestly wanted an excuse to add this awesome looking glass bottle to my collection. So, here we go. The bottle I have for the tasting is the standard 750 milliliter Crystal Head Vodka. It is a glass skull full of clear vodka. Again, it's 750 milliliters and it is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. It retails for about $45 US. My version came just naked bottle on the shelf, has a very minimal label on the bottom. At times, the bottle is sold boxed in a box, maybe just for easier handling, but mine was naked glass. And the glass bottle is the brand. There's quite a bit more to tell about this crystal head vodka, but uh, yeah, it looks like a human skull, small little square base where they tuck labels on the bottom. There's a barcode label on the bottom. Short little neck. There is a stopper at the crown of the head. All right, let's go ahead and open this bottle up and give it a taste. So there's some shrink wrap. The bottle is fairly easy to handle, actually. It is skull shaped, but. All right, got the shrink wrap off. Let's see if we get a little pop. Well, not really, but opened. For all spirits on this podcast, I am tasting it neat, which is straight out of the bottle, room temperature, not diluted, not chilled. I'm using a clean Glen Karen glass for it. It's a whiskey nosing glass, tulip shaped, allows you to see the spirit, swirl the spirit, smell it, taste it, enjoy it. So let's go for a pour. It's a little difficult to pour out of the skull, but easy enough to handle. In the glass, of course, it's just clear. Looks like water, but you do see the tears of the legs coming down the glass as you swirl it. Let's try it on the nose. Smells like vodka, but it's quite pleasant. It doesn't burn. One of the things about Crystal Head Vodka is it's meant to be a very pure or clean spirit. So the aroma is quite neutral, actually. Again, doesn't burn, which is nice. And there's an underlying hint of citrus. But mostly it smells of ethanol, alcohol, vodka, clean vodka. All right, let's go for a taste. Yeah, 
smooth. Smooth is such a terrible description, honestly, but smooth is what it tastes like. Let's go for another taste since my palate's been awoken from the ethanol. Honestly, it's silky, little creamy, maybe. Vodka, but nice. Very, very neutral. I almost struggle a little bit as describing Crystal Head Vodka as not very flavorful. It's pleasant, but it's not pronounced. I've tried some other vodkas on this show that have more of a distinct flavor. This is very, very smooth and creamy. I'll also say that it goes down very well. 80 proof or 40% ABV does not seem to impact me much. This is actually quite nice. Just a sip on neat. I think I'm going to finish off this small pour I gave myself. Probably go back for some more as well. Now on to the history. Crystal Head Vodka is a collaboration between celebrity Dan Aykroyd of Saturday Night Live, the Blues Brothers, and Ghostbusters fame, among many, many other films, and his friend, renowned American artist John Alexander, whose work has been featured in many prominent museums, including the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. The Vodka Company was launched in 2008 by the pair after a few years of work on the bottle and brand. This was not Dan Aykroyd's first foray into the spirits business, but his second. For John Alexander, it was the culmination of an idea that had been lingering for many years before the pair kicked it off. Dan met John through their mutual friend, Bill Murray, around the late 70s and early 80s when Saturday Night Live was getting started, but they didn't explore a business venture together for decades. In his artistic works, John Alexander uses a lot of skulls, predominantly in his paintings. He grew up in Texas around Mexican Day of the Dead celebrations, and those celebrations often depict skulls. He also was trained in college by an art professor who was a traditionalist in a lot of ways and had him study the human form, skulls in particular, in order to be more adept with their representation in art. This training and influence seemed to have carried through rather literally for Alexander. And when working on skulls, he said in an interview that at one point he got the idea that a skull would make a great vessel for an alcoholic beverage, but nobody shared his vision, at least not for 10 years or so, until he mentioned the idea to Dan Aykroyd. For Aykroyd's part, he came to the spirits business through his love of Patron tequila. Aykroyd was introduced to Patron by none other than his friend and the brand's patron, John Paul DeGiorgio of Paul Mitchell hair fame. Aykroyd, however, if you didn't know, is Canadian, and at the time he was introduced to Patron, it was not distributed in Canada. Having previously founded the House of Blues chain of music venues in 1992, Aykroyd had some experience in the hospitality industry, and by 2005, he had set up a company to import Patron tequila to Canada. So in early 2007, Aykroyd and Alexander met for lunch, and Alexander recalls listening to Aykroyd describe his thriving spirits distribution business that had expanded into wines to complement the Patron tequila. Alexander says he mentioned his idea from a decade or so prior of doing a skull-shaped bottle. Aykroyd had Alexander sketch the idea for him, and he loved it. He took the idea and ran with it. Showing the sketch to distribution partners in Canada, 
Aykroyd led the charge in creating what would become Crystal Head Vodka. The pair decided early on that a pure spirit should fill the skull, and vodka was the choice. Now, the idea for a skull-shaped bottle was more than just a clever shape. With John Alexander's artwork often depicting skulls and skeletons, he had a view of the skull as not necessarily tied to death, but more of a celebration of life, in line with the general view of the Day of the Dead celebrations. Similarly, Dan Aykroyd's view of the skull is one of life rather than death, not macabre. Having written and starred in Ghostbusters, Aykroyd's connection to spirits goes back to his great-grandfather, who was a bona fide Victorian-era psychic researcher and mystic. Having a lifelong connection to the supernatural had Aykroyd in tune with the idea of the skull. And there happened to also be some happenstance around the timing of the brand creation. It took nearly two years to perfect the production of the glass bottle and get the product ready for sale. While the vodka is a product of Canada, the bottles come all the way from Europe. The master glassmakers of Bruni Glass in Milan, Italy, are the manufacturers of the bottle. They were able to create a final production version, including tooling and molds to properly manufacture each piece. Quality control is key, and the bottles, due to their shape, are said to have a high failure rate compared to a more standard glass vessel. Development of the bottle was said to have taken six to eight months for a prototype after the original sketches, and then more time for tooling. Computers were used for calibration of the glass, which has been described as one of the most complex shapes to manufacture. Beyond simply needing to look like a skull, critically, the glass needs to hold up to use and be of the proper volume to hold 750 milliliters of spirit for the U.S. and Canada, as well as being slightly adjusted for different markets. For the UK, for instance, the volume was adjusted down to 740 milliliters, and this was achieved by the addition of a bit more glass at the bottom base, filling up this space. The skull has also been rendered in a 1.75 liter size and a 50 milliliter size, but the original 750 milliliter was first. Other variations have followed, more on them in a bit. So back to the brand's launch and timing. 2008 was when it was ready and the vodka recipe and producer was sorted out. This happened to also be the year that the fourth Indiana Jones movie was released, subtitled The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. As a major motion picture from none other than Steven Spielberg, the film makes use of the very real existence of carved quartz crystal skulls, of which there are said to be 13 in existence. These crystal skulls, dating to pre-Columbian Mesoamerica, are said to have spiritual powers, and in the Indiana Jones movie, they are portrayed to have been of alien origin. But the launch of Crystal Head Vodka was not tied to the movie. In fact, when Dan Aykroyd found out about the film, he reached out to Steven Spielberg to avoid any potential conflicts. To Aykroyd's surprise, Spielberg said he would have loved to have had the vodka at his movie's premiere, but the timing hadn't worked out. So there was no conflict, but there also was probably a missed opportunity for a promotional tie-in. With a celebrity owner, beyond just an endorsement deal, Crystal Head Vodka took off. Aykroyd promoted the product as joyous, with a premium spirit worthy of sharing and repeat purchase. While he himself has a large collection of empty bottles at his home in Ontario, Canada, 
the brand has faced a bit of a challenge from the industry and consumers over actually drinking the vodka. It's no doubt the bottle looks great on the bar, but that means at times people want to keep it just for display. The purity of the spirit, promoted as a clean slate for cocktails, is one way in which the brand has influenced repeat purchase. Startup capital for the venture is said to have been about $600,000 that Ackroyd borrowed from his kid's college fund for an initial run of 5,000 cases. But by 2011, just three years after launch, the brand had surpassed a million bottles with sales exceeding $55 million, repaying the seed capital and then some. 2011 was also the year that Crystal Head Vodka won a double gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. It's won many more awards since. In fact, the hang tag that came on my bottle states that it's won 12 international gold medals. In more than a decade since launch, sales have been strong and the brand is well established now with additional versions available. These include the first, which was Crystal Head Aurora, made from wheat in a skull-shaped bottle that's like the original, but the original bottle is metallicized to give it an opalescent finish to mimic the look of the Northern Lights, or the Aurora Borealis. More recently, in 2020, a Weber Blue Agave-based vodka named Crystal Head Onyx, sold in a black skull, reminiscent of Onyx Stone, was introduced. A rainbow bottled version is also available celebrating LBGTQ pride as well. Various special art bottles have also been produced over the years. So now on to how it's made. Dan Aykroyd has described vodka as only the most challenging arena in the legal consumables market. During development of the vodka, Aykroyd found that various additives were often used in commercial vodkas, including glycerol, citrus oil, or even sugar. Crystal Head Vodka aimed to be a pure spirit, simply pure ethanol and pure water, nothing more. The alcohol is distilled from Canadian peaches and cream, variety of corn, which is said to lend a bit of natural sweetness. It's manufactured by Newfoundland and Labrador Liquor Corporation at a distillery in Newfoundland, Canada. Ackroyd said he selected the distillery in part because it was government-run and hygiene was paramount. Also, Newfoundland is as far east as you can get in North America, practically, and the water there is pure. The peaches and cream corn is fermented and then distilled four times to a neutral grain spirit at 95% ABV. It's then reduced to bottling proof of 40% ABV with Newfoundland water drawn from a glacial aquifer. The liquid is then filtered seven times with the last three filtration passes going through a proprietary process involving what may be described as a gimmick but seems to add purity to the spirit. Crystal Head Vodka is filtered through a special type of quartz crystal referred to as Herkimer Diamonds. Essentially a semi-precious type of quartz that occurs naturally faceted and clean, the vodka passes through the Herkimer diamond filter and is then imbued with the mystique of crystal filtration, if nothing more. It does add to the story and it's said it adds to the flavor. The bottles are then hand-filled and the labeling is very minimal. Now on to cocktails and consumption. It's vodka, so use it however you like. That said, Dan Aykroyd is said to favor drinks that let the purity of the spirit shine through, preferring a crystal head vodka martini with just a splash of white vermouth and olive juice. But like any liquor brand, the website has a host of recipes available for you to try. 
many of which play upon the brand motif with names like Tombstone or Feverhead, etc. I'll say the smooth purity of this spirit really makes good on the claim of it being a blank slate for cocktails. Gives you that alcoholic punch you need without overpowering your mixers. So in summary, what I think of Crystal Head Vodka... I'll say as a celebrity-owned product, Dan Aykroyd and his friend and partner, John Alexander, they really have created a brand. It's not a hands-off endorsement deal. It's something that they've invested in. It's got a good story. The glass bottle is great. I don't think people really throw them away. I'll share a link to a video that uh, Dan Aykroyd has posted on YouTube through the COVID-19 pandemic where he shows off the hundreds of bottles that he has at his uh, house in Ontario and really tells the story of how all of these bottles of vodka have been used to enjoy time with friends and family. And that's really what Distilled Spirits is all about. It's about enjoying yourself and there's joy with alcohol. That's my view anyway. So for Crystal Head Vodka, it's amazingly smooth. I will say, I was so surprised by this. I thought that maybe it was just my palate. It was a little bit off. I had been sick last week, so I I took a week off and this had been bumped. But I, I didn't quite trust myself. So I, of course, have a bottle of Absolute from my episode on Absolute. I tried that. Absolute has got tremendous flavor compared to Crystal Head Vodka. Crystal Head is just smooth, pure. And don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking Absolute. I like it, but Crystal Head is so pure. It's surprising. And honestly, now I want to try the other expressions, the version that's made with wheat, the Aurora, and also the Weber Blue Agave-based vodka. It's not a tequila. It's Weber Blue Agave that they're using as the base, but they're treating it like a vodka. So it is actually a vodka. It's a neutral. I'm just really intrigued by the brand. And of course, I think I need to find the larger size bottle and the small size bottle too. I mean, who can pass up a 50 milliliter size crystal head? That's great. Just the 750 milliliter. It's like a a small person, real size human head. It is great. I love it. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The show's on social media. I'm most active on Instagram. And if you have a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, please do reach out. Let me know. If you're a brand that has a spirit that you think would be a good fit for my audience, reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.